Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Low Budget Bitches podcast. Um, today, we will be chatting about RuPaul's Drag Race US season 13, episode 11. How are you, Sam? I'm doing very good. The weather here in Toronto is amazing. Yes, I agree with you. I think I'm going to go on a walk after we record because I just went outside for a quick second and I was like, oh my God, I need to like, you know, get that vitamin D. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so let's jump right into this episode. So um, this week we're finally on the 11th episode and I feel like we're finally starting to like, you know, get girls eliminated and getting to an actual, you know, chunk of strong candidates for this, mm-hmm. um, which I'm happy about just because I felt like for this, I mean, we're on the 11th episode and there's still six people, which is like fucking absurd and crazy. And we've never seen this before. And for a long time, it's just felt like it's just like, even last night watching it, I was just like, Oh my God, like there's just so many fucking people still on this. Like why? I just need to get to the top four. Cause you know, the UK, um, drag race season two just ended. Um, but yeah, what are your, uh, opinions before we get into the details of the episode? Yeah, I'm excited that we're finally, like, narrowing down who's going to be in the top. Because I feel like even though we've had queens eliminated um, each week uh, in the last, like, four weeks or something, it still feels as if there's, like, ten girls or, like, there's still the full cast here. And, you know, I think after Denali and, you know, after today's elimination, it's finally starting to feel like, okay, this is real. This is drag race. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm still very sad about Denali leaving last week. But at the same, like, because I thought she would have made it to, like, at least, like, top five-ish. But you know what? I guess now looking back at it all, I'm just like, it kind of made sense. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty, so let's get into this episode. The mini challenge for this week was, it was like a trivia game. Yeah. Not gonna lie, I fast forwarded because really? I, I, I'm not a huge fan of mini games, the, the mini challenges. Like, I just don't really care for them. But I did um, find it really funny when, like, I did kind of, like, see some parts. And the fact that Candy Muse, like, struggled at math, but then got that one equation right, it was fantastic. I know. I mean, I love a good little trivia, a little quiz. Um, so I like this mini challenge. It was fun to watch. And I thought you would have liked it too, but it is what it is, I guess. Maybe I'll go back and rewatch it just for you. Okay. <laughs> I like how um I like how we have a podcast where we discuss this and we both like sometimes fast forward things or just not watch it. <laughs> Like, people are probably listening and being like, um, what the fuck am I listening for then? But you know what? It's okay. We talk about the important details. Exactly. We're letting them know what not to watch, essentially. Exactly. Okay, so this week, the maxi challenge was for each queen to create a commercial. Well, for, no, first to create a can of soda for themselves a soft drink um basically branding themselves into that can and then creating a commercial um based off of what they've done you know with the whole storyboard and everything um and this is an interesting challenge just because i feel like as silly as it is 
it is a way for you know um, the judges to kind of evaluate. Okay, we we know this, or we kind of know a certain queen's brand, but do they know themselves and how to market themselves? Because the true story is that after Drag Race ends, this is the real challenge. Like this is what you're going to have to deal with every single day. You know, you have to brand yourself in a certain way to you know create money and get gigs and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, see, when you say it like that, it makes more sense because in my mind, whenever we get these challenges, I always think, I'm like, this is so stupid. When is a drag queen ever going to have their own product? But I mean, yeah. we've seen some. Trixie Mattel Cosmetics, Miss Kimchi yes. Chic Beauty. Um, but yeah, when you put it like that, it definitely makes sense. They do have to make a brand for themselves to set them apart after Drag Race. Exactly. And... Um... I feel like also, especially, like, I think we saw this specific same challenge in All-Stars 3, but I think the dif- like the difference between that and this is, like, in that, like, the queens were All-Stars, right? They already had their careers and came back and were kind of able to do whatever they needed to, whereas this time it's, like, they're still very new to the scene, you know, they're only known in their local areas, and so it is kind of a challenge as to, like, how they uh, put themselves, and I feel like Got Mix said it the best. She was just, like, before I came here, I kind of didn't really like think of myself as anything just besides like the white clown makeup and all that kind of stuff but now Mm -hmm. being here i realized that like you know i have a character and a personality and that's my brand so yeah exactly so i guess let's dive right into each of the queen's uh concepts and commercials let's start off with utica um what did you think of utica's uh (laughs) utican See, now, I'm no vegan or vegetarian, so I can't really be passing judgment, but that cow prop, I felt violated watching that. I knew exactly what she was going to do when she, like, wanted the cow. I was like, she is going to do something with the udders because it's a soft drink, drink, milk, udders, it all makes sense, but I felt the exact same way as you i was like this is not cute right i'm like this is like bestiality like i know it's a prop but still yeah Ooh, it was a bit much yeah the concept didn't make sense to me either like they were feeding the cow the drink and then like it was coming out so like i didn't like it's like what what does the drink do like exactly i just and then and then like the rest of the commercial she was just licking the can and i was like yeah but it's it's a soft drink. Like I get it if she had licked the can like once, which I thought she was gonna do when they were like, you know, like um in the workroom talking about their ideas, but I don't know that yeah. she's gonna lick it that much. I was like, no. Right. I thought her, you know, licking the can was kind of like a little um a little scratch and sniff, that kind of vibe. But it seems as if it was just like licking the can is the only way you consume the drink. And I was like um okay that's a little strange and not in the good way strange so yeah Alrighty, so let's also talk about utica's look so category is boost (laughs) (laughs) i love this the impact of miss Alyssa edwards oof my fave 
I know. I just I I know that we all like as a drag race fandom, we all know that it's alluding to Alyssa. But I wish that, like when these kind of things happen, I wish that they would say like inspired by Alyssa Edwards. I know. Or even like when they did the purse challenge with those um yes. those bags, like they should have said inspired by Bob the Drag Queen. But right, at the same time, we do know that anytime anyone says anything on Drag Race, it belongs to Drag Race and Wow Presents Plus. Like. It's like it's there, so I, know. I feel like for that reason, like it's it's kind of like hard because it's like if you create a brand for yourself or a a fun saying for yourself on the show, it's like you technically don't own it like they do. Yeah, and I wish sometimes when they did use these queens, um, and you know, like a little saying that they did, or basically something that they did on the show, I wish they would like invite the queens to kind of like introduce yes. the challenge. Or even just, I don't know, just have the queens there. Because I just think that's think, a nice nod. No, I 1000% agree with you. I think that they those queens should have been like the guest judges. I know that this season is a little bit different. They're only trying to have guest judges that are working on the same studios as them. Um, but yeah, it would have been nice. Even a video chat of Alyssa Edwards just saying, Beast would have loved it yeah i mean for this episode like i felt that like they should have gotten Alyssa instead of jada i mean i love jada essence hall um but it would have made more sense to have Alyssa because also Alyssa's like you know created such a big brand for herself as well so she would have like fit right into this episode as well exactly so okay what did you think of miss utica's um outfit I actually really liked this. I understand why Michelle was like, it's just pretty, but I don't know. I I like the elegance of this whole Maleficent vibe she's got going on. This is a hard category because it's like, if I got this, I would be like, what do they mean? Like, do they actually want me to dress up as a beast? Mm-hmm. Or like, because it, it, it's challenging. I So I kind of have a, like two opposing thoughts about Utica's. Like, I also agree with you. I think it's very stunning and beautiful. And it's different to what she's done in the past. So mm-hmm. I feel like Michelle saying that it's just pretty. I was just like, but you've been telling her the entire time that like, you all have been telling her the entire time that she needs to like tone down her campiness and, you know, be kind of like a more like a regal queen to have versatility and now she does it and now you're saying that she's just pretty i was just like meh but then at the same time i also felt that like utica is such an eclectic person that like this is the one challenge where she could have really just like gone all out and she has in the past, you know? So it was like, I was expecting like a, a crazier, bigger version because like this would have been her time to shine. But that being said, I think that the outfit was actually kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, so let's move on to Miss Candy Muse. Let's first talk about her commercial. Um, I think her thing was called Special or like something K. Special K, yeah. Special K, okay. Um, what did you think of her commercial? I think this was a challenge that was like made for candy and people like candy with big personalities because their personality is their brand essentially. So really they all really, they just have to be themselves in order to sell a product. And she did. And I want some special K. I agree with you. I think that candy is only good at being candy and in all the acting challenges, it's been terrible for her. Even in snatch game, it wasn't the best for her, but like, this is like the one time like, it's like it's this is your thing go off i loved her commercial i thought it was really funny especially like when they were like floating in like <laughs> the space or whatever i thought that was dumb but funny yeah 
Um, so what did you think of her look? This all green look with this uh, identical alien attached to her. I mean, all I have to say is pat the puss. It looks like she should be patting the puss. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to think about this. It's interesting. It's strange. If it's the theme, I guess. But I don't know if I necessarily see Beast in any of this. It seems more Club Kids because of the makeup and the doll that she has. Yeah, I I agree with you. I didn't like it. I think that if she was going to like... The thing about like whenever anyone wears like something that's like over their head, I'm just like, make it blend into your skin. Like, or do your face the same color as that. Like, I don't know. I kind of just felt that because she didn't paint her face green, the same mm -hmm. color as the suit. It kind of just like was just like, okay, she just threw on a suit. Exactly. And I wish she had um, like thigh-high boots or something instead of just this little pump because the yeah. exposed skin really just cuts her off. And I, I agree with you. Um, alrighty, so let's move on to the next queen, Miss Tina Burner. Um, what did you think about her can and commercial? I believe it was like um, the, the Feel burning. The burn. Feel the burn. Yes. Uh, typical Tina, red, white, red. <laughs> Red, yellow, and orange, feeling the burn fire. Um, I was surprised. I was like, oh, she's reusing that wig that she just put on Rosé last week. Um, and then yeah. her commercial in general, I thought it was just like really boring and like kind of predictable for her. So I wasn't like the biggest fan. Yeah, I wasn't either. And here's the thing about Tina Brunner. I think that she also is like, like, I, and maybe you can explain this to me because maybe I'm just not understanding, but it's like she kind of has like two characters, which is either the one that's wearing only flame colors or like the 1950s wife. And mm -hmm. I don't know how those two connect because it's just like, I feel like it, it's not a cohesive brand. Like when you think of flames and stuff, you don't think of a 60s, like 50s housewife. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, at least like make it make sense. You know, yeah. whatever like your characters or your preferred characters are, make it make sense. Uh-huh. I also just remembered the name of her um, soda or whatever. It was not Feel the Burn. It was um, Burning Up. Feel the Burn was like her little catchphrase at the end. Um, when she did say burning up i was like the jonas brothers are at her door and being like run me my check <laughs> that is definitely one of my favorite jonas brothers songs i know so. same. <laughs> iconic that's iconic um okay so what did you think of her beast look i mean tina burner should have just came out in her regular degular makeup then she would have fit the category like she didn't even have to dress up as a beast but at the same time <laughs> This was um, very unexpected, and I actually like this. So, same. props to her. Okay, I feel the same way as you. I actually like thought this was pretty good compared to all of her runways in the past. Mm -hmm. That being said, her face could have definitely been painted better. I think that had she like, what the fuck was that like eyelash? Just like that falsy, just like attached to like. I get, like, I see the vision that she was going for, like, you know, that Trixie Mattel kind of situation, but it was kind of like there was no makeup in between, so it just looked yeah. awkward. So had she had done, like, something more with her eyes to fill up that space, then it would have looked better. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I I liked it, but I also didn't. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's overall how Tina Burton makes everybody feel. Exactly. Um, okay, so let's move on to Miss Simone. Yay! Oh yes. my god! Just just our give her the favorite. Crown. I know our favorite. She's she's taking the crown. Um, I cackled really loud during her commercial. Just Simone. Oh, yeah. And just talk and look at the camera and it is just guaranteed to be a good time. Yeah, it's something about the way that she inflects her words, um, her speech pattern or whatever. It's just funny no matter what. And it's like she could be saying something like like a regular sentence and it'll still be funny. Yeah, I feel like she is kind of like Candy in the way that like she plays herself really well. Mm, yeah. Um, she knows it. And I I just like I just like the judges, I have like I could say so many great things, but it's like it's like she's just fantastic. She's perfect. Exactly. You know? Like how many times can you tell somebody that they're perfect, they're beautiful, they're gorgeous? <laughs> they look like Linda Evangelista. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so let's talk about this beast look um amazing i loved it it's so campy so fun very simone uh just the best the details like on this also were just so cute and i just loved how like we've seen like she's kind of like carried her branding throughout this look as well because it's like in all of her looks we see her showing off her skin a lot which is like always so beautiful and then she kind of did the same thing in this like a beast mode like she she literally is just doing her but in a beast and i think that that's why it just was perfect exactly um alrighty so let's move on to miss got mick um what did you think of her commercial okay now her i was very disappointed because i'm a big got mick fan but her commercial did not make any sense to me because you know she was doing things that are unsexy but then once she drinks the soda it earns sexy but like it didn't it was just all the same to me yeah so that was disappointing but she did look good in the commercial I felt that it was, she looked fantastic, I will say. She looked fucking great. Um, She she looked so skinny, skinny legend. Um, Fantastic. It's just that I I felt that her, what she was trying to go for was delusion. But what it came across was like cokehead. That, you know what I mean? Like, it came off more across, like, messy cokehead. Like, I'm a messy person, and I always am. But now, look, I'm taking coke, and, you know, like, it's sprucing me up. But I'm, I know I'm still messy. It wasn't, it wasn't, like, it was more of that vibe than delusion. Um, and, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it. Yeah, and I thought she was trying to use her, you know, Paris Hilton hype and, yes. um, you know, she knew that it was her strong suit. So she, I feel like she kept trying to use those like phrases, use those phrases like you're gorgeous, sexy. Yeah, I I do like that she understands what her brand is, like in the yeah. work when we're talking about it, but I think she's kind of going a little bit too extreme with it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I agree with you. The Paris isms were definitely there. And I hope that she doesn't 
think of herself as just like an airhead because she is a very smart person and very like talented and she's more like for me like i think her more of her brand is like when it comes to looks and just like looking fantastic so i wish she had done something more along that line Mm -hmm. same um what did you think of her look I thought this was great. It was so fun. When I first saw it, though, I was just like, ooh, Monique Hart is going to be screaming and gagging in her seat. Because I feel like she has, like, I don't know. um, What's the word? Monopoly on, like, the eyes and the face. Yeah. But I thought this was really fun. I liked it, too. I think that um, just like Simone did, like, for Got Mick, it was was very cohesive in. um, Exactly, yeah branding um you know like the nipples and the stickers over there uh-huh. like, uh, like this is an outfit that like if you took her head off like you could definitely tell like who it was exactly um so i i really liked it um i also really liked the hair on it because um mm. it was a fun little up to it was Alrighty, so let's talk about Miss Olivia Lux next. So um, her commercial was, can you remind me? Because it's kind of forgettable. I can't. Sorry. I just, the only thing I remember from her commercial is that she was smiling a lot. And that Ross Matthews was like, you were smiling too much. Um, And I think the fact that we can't really remember her soda is kind of indicative of how she did. Which is not good. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that I heard the judges when they were also like, um, when they were seeing the critiques about like, you know, you're always happy. I think that is definitely an issue because it's like every challenge she does, she always finds a way to like, you know, seem super happy in a very campy way. And I think it's mm-hmm. kind of getting old to a point now because it's kind of like, okay, like, girl, we need to see some versatility. Like, we need to see some other like sort of emotions from you when you're doing a commercial and even like when she's like trying to be mad in a commercial or like when she's acting like it still comes across as like happy acting yeah it's a little tough it reminds me of um a teacher i had in elementary school and this teacher always smiled even when she was yelling at you she was smiling and it was so creepy so that's the vibe i get from olivia yeah i can't trust those kind of people Mm -hmm. (laughs) um what did you think of her beast look where the wild things aren't (laughs) i love michelle's comment but i don't know i liked it it was fun yeah i liked it compared to like um like this is exactly what i was talking about like for if candy muse had done the same sort of coloring her face i think it would have looked great and yeah i thought i thought it was perfectly fit in the theme it wasn't my favorite but it wasn't the worst so it's definitely exactly yeah 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 Alrighty, let's move on to the last queen of the night, Miss um, Rose. What did you think of her commercial? I knew that she was going to be like in the top. Yeah. Just from like the way she took directions so quickly and even just her initial acting um, without the feedback. I was like, okay, I see Rose. She's stepping up. Yeah, I agree so with I you. Thought she, I thought she was really good. Yeah, I think that she did a really great job of taking, like, the notes from um, Carson and Ross. And she put that all in. She did that. Like, she was great. And then this look was fucking fantastic. I loved it so much. Literally reminded me of um, the Powerpuff Girls, the devil (gasps) character. 
<laughs> that what has was, high heels. What was their name again? I don't remember. But I totally 1000% agree with you. When she was painting her face in the workroom, like at first I was like, okay, so she's going with something creative and interesting with the ears and the red paint. And I I was a little bit nervous, but then she showed up like this. And I think the reason why it was so great is because like it's so different to what she's been doing mm-hmm. over the past few weeks. Like I feel like we've just seen some very basic outfits. Um, I mean, the tool did return. Was that tool or was it fur? I think it's fur. I think it's fur. Okay, but um, completely different silhouette. She's skinny in this. She's gorgeous. The hair is perfect. It was. I know. I also thought she reminded me of um the hormone monsters in Big Mouth. Yes, I agree. I I personally like would have tried dressing up like one of those. I feel like that. Oh my god! Yes, that would be so amazing. Right. Um. Okay. So that sums up all of the queens. Um. Again, it's it's crazy because it's like it's only I think seven of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't count. Um, but yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> seven You're like Candy Muse when she was just <laughs> like, "You have twenty five thousand dollars," and they were trying to explain to her, oh, "No, it's twenty five hundred, but two thousand five hundred." Yeah, I was like, and Candy, she like, couldn't do you get it. Actually, think that they're just giving out twenty five thousand dollars for mini challenges and then fifty thousand dollars for every. No, honey, it was so funny because she was just like, "Wait, no, twenty five thousand and they were like, "No, no, like two comma five zero zero is twenty five hundred," and she and was could, just like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, and you could tell she wasn't even acting or playing dumb. Like she literally right? was like. She literally was like gasping inside. Like she yeah. was just like, oh, what? She's like, this is some <laughs> new information. <laughs> I just can't. So funny. Um, so what did you overall think? Who are your who's your top toot and who's your bottom boot? <laughs> um, top is obviously Simone. I just like yeah. knew from the jump when she like freaking first stepped on the set, I was like, okay, she she's gonna win yeah um my top boot was probably utica because that commercial was just like all over the place yeah i i would have to agree with you probably um yeah i felt the same way mm-hmm. um so we hear the judges critiques oh before we get into judges critiques did you watch untucked no i didn't yeah honestly Here's the thing. Here's what I'm realizing about Untucked now. It is honestly just like a sob story. Like the entire Untucks are just honestly getting to the point where it it honestly is just um, a lot of them crying. But there was something interesting that happened in it. Um, what what happened in Untucked was that they all kind of talked about who their biggest competition is at this point, mm-hmm. slash who they see themselves getting into the top with. Um, okay. So. A lot of the names that were mentioned were definitely Rosé, Gottmik, uh-huh. Simone. Uh-huh. Um, Candy's name was mentioned here and there as well. But there was definitely Olivia, um, Utica, and Tina that not many people mentioned. Um, Olivia was getting a little bit pissed because I think that she, this is like the second time that this is happening for her where like other people aren't considering her competition, which kind of just you know, goes back and reminds me of Ellie Diamond from UK. Um, that's a whole <laughs> other story. Yeah. Um, 
But I think you could definitely, like, when they were all talking about it, you could definitely see, like, Tina getting kind of upset because I think that she came into this competition thinking that she was going to be hot shit and be able to, like, get really far. And I think this was definitely a moment for her to realize that, shit, like, maybe I'm just not that great. Exactly. I mean, we've heard so many times where other people are just like, I've seen Tina Burner perform in New York and she's so good. She's always hyping up the crowd, turning out a great performance. But, you know, on Drag Race, I'm not seeing the same energy. And, you know, yeah, some some drag queens, I guess, just aren't made for Drag Race. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, when you're a local queen, all you're doing is like performing, you know, you're performing mm-hmm. lip syncs and numbers and all that kind of stuff. And drag race is tough. Like I, you know, I mean, I'm not a drag queen, but like I could never do this. Like this mm-hmm. is brutal and tough and hard and difficult. So I, I get it. And it's Tina's time to go. But before we get into that, um, let's talk about the results. So we find out that Simone has won her fourth win can you believe like just give her the crown already i cannot believe (laughs) this is like insane i know i was like wow wow i like i'm gonna be really cheesed if she doesn't make it to top three or wins oh my god yeah um like i'm gonna be so fucking cheesed um and then we find out that Rosé is also a winner for this week's challenge. Um, what, what were your thoughts about that? I don't know. I <laughs> little fun fact about me. I did track from, I guess, elementary school to like the beginning of high school. So I know what it's like to be in a competition. And I know what it's like <laughs> to win first place in something. Did so, you actually win first place in track? Yeah, in elementary school and middle school. Oh my god, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I know what it's like to be a winner. And I'm not a fan of ties. Yeah. But I mean, I guess they both deserved it. Because they were both really good. But you know, I'm not the biggest fan of ties. Yeah, for Rosé, I mean, I was I was kind of happy. Um, though, because I think that Rosé did a really great job in this challenge. And... Um, I the thing is like okay so this whole I feel like this entire season so far has still had this you know ongoing battle between Rosé and Tina (laughs) and um I think over time like I am more on like team Rosé I think Rosé is phenomenal and I think that Tina Burner like came into this competition thinking that like oh like I see Rosé but I'm a better queen in New York City like I'm more famous or you know people love me more so I'm gonna be able to do really great and you know she really like kind of like shot on Rosé whenever she got the chance to do it and so for me it was like pretty dope to see like Rosé get this win as well to kind of be like Tina like I told you like I'm pretty good you know so I, I'm happy about that. That's true. Because Tina did make some comments in the workroom. She was just like, when I hear Rosé's name, I don't hear Comedy Queen. I mean, okay, that comment, though, I did think was kind of weird. Because I was like, Rosé, you're kind of more known to be like a singer. Um, right? You've been on like America's Got Talent or whatever. Um, uh, what is it called? Stephanie's Child that you're in the group. Yeah, yeah. In. 
So I thought that she would have said that. So it was a little bit interesting. But I will say, like, anytime Tina talks about Rosé, she kind of, like, shit talks her. Whereas when Rosé talks about Tina, it's more constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. Is. Which is, like, a nicer way to, like, you know, shit on somebody, but still, you know, while still giving them, like, feedback. Exactly. Um, so we find out that the bottom two are Utica and Tina Burner. Um, were you happy about this decision? Yes, I was. Yeah, same. I mean... I feel, yeah. I feel like I'm, it was time. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, though. It's it's kind of funny because it's like Tina Burner has been like this like every single week. And mm. to me, it was like surprising that it took the judges like this long to put her in the bottom. I know. Like, fucking forever. And then on top of that, like, I thought her look was like pretty decent this mm. time around. It was kind of like funny because it's like, this is my favorite look of Tina so far on this right? uh, season, which doesn't say much, doesn't mean much. <laughs> But, um, so when she was in the bottom, it was kind of shocking, but it was also kind of, like, great. Like, I'm happy. And Utica, it made sense. Yeah. Um, what did you think of their performance to My Humps by BEP? First off, I was like, this is a fun song. I can't believe they haven't had this song yet. And then second, I finally understood why people were just like, Tina Burner's so good at performing. She's so great in New York. I actually really enjoyed her energy during the song. Like, even though this song is relatively like a little slower, yeah. Um, I loved how Tina was turning it out. She was really fun to watch. So at the beginning of the lips, I also felt the same way as you. I kind of was just like, yeah, like this is the same energy. You know, the only other time we saw her lip sync was um in the first episode mm. when she had to go up against uh, Kamora Hall as well as. Um, Elliot with two T's, I think. I could be wrong. but mm-hmm. um, So she did a really phenomenal job in that. But the reason why I think that she got booted, um, you know, um, told to sashay away, is because in that lip sync, it was more of like a bar performance than like a lip sync like on RuPaul's Drag Race, if that makes sense. Mm. It was more like, I feel like that's like the way that you perform when you're like in a club bar situation and right. you know, like you just have like an audience and you're just like the high sort of energy. But I feel like these lip sync for your lives are more of like a performance. And I felt that like that energy was really great for like the first 30 seconds of the song, mm-hmm. but it kind of just like faded away because it was like the same things that she was doing. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I feel like a lot of times, especially recently for lip syncs, a lot of the queens really like to do the whole like the flips, the kicks, the death drops and all that stuff. And it sort of just becomes like a spectacle rather than a lip sync. And I I honestly like seeing them lip sync, like lips moving at the same time as the music. Um, And, you know, adding to that instead of just doing all these like crazy stunts yeah i agree um that all being said i didn't really care for utica's performance either (laughs) like i think that hers was good but it was kind of campy there were some good high notes and i do like that she was channeling like the outfit that she was wearing and stuff um so that part i enjoyed but i also still like didn't like love it yeah, I didn't love, love it because I genuinely thought she was going to go home. Um, yeah, like, I thought she did a good job compared to Tina Burner. Like, she had some fun campy moments. Um, 
but I wasn't like blown away by this lip sync. I think that I think that this lip sync should have called for a double sachet away. Oh my gosh. We, we it's always fun to, you know, get one of those. And I think it that is. like this time around, like it was kind of maybe necessary, but at the same time, like I am kind of happy that Utica staying and Tina Brunner yeah. is finally leaving. Because my biggest fear was that Tina was gonna some way, somehow Roxy Andrew her way up to right? the top three. Or top oh four, sorry. God. But yeah, I was I was really nervous about that. So I'm I'm happy that they finally discarded her. Exactly. Alrighty, so I guess that sums up our episode for today for uh, Move on Strike Race US. Um, we will be back next week, but also keep an eye out for a bonus episode, which might be coming out for Drag Race UK. So keep a lookout. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to wherever you listen to our podcast. Um, also follow us on social media. Follow us on Instagram at the Low Budget Bitches and on Twitter at the Low Budget B. And we will see you guys next week. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. <laughs>